it's not the full menu. It's a snack-sized portion of chef Here's your host, Graham McLennan. Welcome to the snack episode on Vegas. That is a prelude to the next full-fledged Vegas episode. I'm really glad you're here. Vegas is always so much fun, and I'm excited to share this quick trip report with you. This was a Thursday to Sunday trip I did recently, which is, in my mind, a pretty standard trip from Vancouver. You fly down on the Thursday evening, you've got Friday and Saturday in Vegas, and then you fly back home on Sunday. That said, it got me thinking back to my days a couple of years ago when I was working as a part-time cook instead of a full-time lawyer, and I was able to go down for longer periods of time and to go midweek when Vegas is a lot more relaxed, a lot quieter, easier to get around. I miss those days, but this was still a ton of fun. It was a great trip. And on this snack episode, I'm going to give you a quick overview of the trip. I'll touch on some of the culinary highlights, and I'm going to introduce you to a new friend of mine. On the next full episode of the podcast, which will be coming up uh, next week, I'll bring you a complete interview with a really interesting Vegas chef, and that's Chef Jamie Tran uh, of Black Sheep Las Vegas. I don't want to give too much away right now, but Jamie's got a really interesting background. She learned to cook at home with her mother. She learned about restaurant life and restaurant cooking with her chef father. Uh, She studied uh, cooking professionally at the Cordon Bleu in Las Vegas, and then Jamie cooked at some of the fancier strip properties. And finally, and recently, she's opened her own off-strip Vegas restaurant with some partners. She was so much fun to talk to, and I really can't wait to share that interview with uh, Jamie Tran with you. But for now, a quick overview of this trip. So I flew down, as I said, on Thursday evening. I landed there uh, on my own. My buddies came in the next day on the Friday morning, and I was staying at the Marriott Grand Chateau, which, for those of you who know Vegas, it's very close to the Strip, sort of a half block away. Um, and I just stayed there the one night I had a gift certificate or a free night certificate or whatever it was that I needed to use. So I stayed at the Marriott, which was great, but I got in pretty late about 1130. I got checked into the hotel and then I did what I often try to do, which is to get settled into Vegas. And I find one of the best ways to do that, particularly at night is to just go out for a nice walk on the Vegas strip. So I did that and Vegas has those wonderful inky black skies at night just juxtaposed with the neon and the lights and the vastness of these casino properties. So I spent about an hour walking the strip and I was thinking back to episode four of the podcast when I interviewed Chad McCarthy, who's a lawyer locally here in Vancouver, but also a Cicerone, a beer expert. And I remembered saying to him during that interview that after a particularly hot, dry cooking shift at Bouchon in Vegas on one of my trips, uh, I was walking back to my hotel along the strip and I stopped and bought a Bud Light Lime, and it was one of the best things I've ever tasted. And so I replicated that experience on this trip. I stopped in at a Walgreens, I picked up a Bud Light Lime, and I'm not talking about a little 12-ounce Bud Light Lime, I picked up the 25-ounce tin, and I sipped on that as I walked the Vegas Strip. So what a perfect way to ease into the Vegas experience. I also made a stop uh, in the Link, I don't know what you would call it, Esplanade, I guess, maybe, that might be too fancy a term, the outdoor section near the Link Hotel on the Strip, and they've got an In-N-Out burger there. And I made it just before they closed at 1 o'clock in the morning. For those of you who aren't familiar with In-N-Out, it is really a thing on the west coast of the U.S., and it's fairly recently come to Vegas. I'm not sure I fully understand the attraction, but it was fun. I lined up. I had a cheeseburger with lots of raw onion on it, and it went brilliantly with the Bud Light Lime uh, at about one o'clock in the morning. So what a perfect introduction to Las Vegas. 
And from there, I wandered over to Ellis Island, which is a really neat little locals casino, I would say, about a block off the Vegas Strip. Very tiny property, really small, small casino, super friendly. They brew craft beer there. I had an amber ale. It was delicious. Played some very low low stakes blackjack and uh, then went back and got a good night's sleep. So perfect introduction to the Vegas experience. Then on the Friday morning before I met up with my friends, I went to Bouchon actually and I had breakfast there or brunch, I suppose, by the time I got there. Um, which was wonderful. I sat at the zinc bar totally on my own, had a great chat with the bartender, had a um, naturally fermented waffle with this Nutella spread on it. I'm usually not much of a sweets fan, but I got to say this was fantastic. And then my good friend Josh Crane, who's the chef de cuisine, the CDC at Bouchon, he came out and we had a really good chat. So I'm grateful that Josh and I were able to catch up for about half an hour at the Bouchon Bar. That was really, really fun. I'll hit a few of the other culinary highlights here, and then I'll come back to them on the next full episode and give some more thoughts on the food. But later on the Friday, once my friends had arrived, we went downtown, and we went to the D Casino, which is a really fun place to play. And we were in the mood for a snack, so we went to American Coney there, which is a place I've mentioned before. Really, really good Coney dogs. Again, totally unfancy. Uh, would go well with a Bud Light Lime, but delicious. So we had uh, had a Coney dog there. And then on that Friday night, we went to Pizza Rock, which is another of my favorite places downtown, and had some wonderful pizza there. One of our crowd is a vegan on this trip, and they accommodated that super easily with, um, with a great vegan pizza, great vegan cheese. On the Saturday, uh, we did, and when I say we, that's referring to my new friend I'll introduce you to in a moment, Uh, did the interview at Black Sheep in the morning. That came with a special tasting following the interview. I'll tell you about that on the next full-fledged episode. And then Saturday afternoon, uh, I was back at the hotel. We were staying at the Nomad, which is a hotel within a hotel at the Park MGM, which, again, for Vegas fans, that used to be the Monte Carlo. It's now been rebranded as the the Park, and we were at the Nomad, which is sort of their uh, tiny hotel at at the top floors. And we went out to their pool deck and had a really fun afternoon. So we had um, had some sandwiches and beer out there. And then we went to the Prime Steakhouse uh, at the Bellagio. That was the fanciest dinner we did on the trip. I'll give you a review of that again on the next full-fledged episode. Then on Sunday, I went out to Tivoli Village, it's called. It's a really interesting shopping center, sort of an outdoor shopping center in an Italian theme, and one of the restaurants there is called Ada's, and it's owned and operated by Chef James Trees, and he is the chef behind Esther's Las Vegas, which is in the Arts District, kind of between the Strip and downtown. So I had hoped to interview Chef Trees on this trip, but unfortunately he had a cook that wasn't able to make it in, so he was working the line that day. We did have a very quick discussion with him, but uh, it wasn't recorded, so that'll be on my to-do list for another Vegas trip, is to sit down properly with James Trees and get an interview. But I was at Ada's, as I was at Black Sheep with Chef Jamie Tran with my new friend, and here's my new friend, Christy Totten. And Christy is one half of the Spicy Eyes podcast, and I've mentioned that before. It's a great podcast. If you haven't listened to it yet, I highly recommend it. You can find it at Spicy Eyes Pod. I'll put a link in the show notes, and you can also find them on iTunes and basically wherever you get your podcast. And Christy's partner in the podcast is Sonia Swanson. Unfortunately, Sonia was at a food journalism conference in San Francisco 
the weekend that I was in town. So I wasn't able to meet Sonia, hope to meet her again on another trip. Uh, but the two of them together, as I say, produce spicy eyes and they do a really good job. They are actual journalists. They know what they're doing. Christy is a radio producer for Nevada Public Radio. All to say, it's done very, very well. The production values are fantastic. And the stories they get out of the Vegas food scene are really fantastic. They go in-depth and they explore culture through food. So again, highly recommend it. Check it out. So what I'm going to do shortly is play a tiny clip of an interview that I did with Christy at Ada's in Tivoli Village in Summerlin. This was on the Sunday morning, and it's the day after she and I had together interviewed Chef Jamie Tran at Black Sheep. So we'll go to that interview now, and then I'll come back and give you a few more uh, thoughts on the Vegas trip. But as you'll hear, um, Christy talks about Spicy Eyes, and then I ask her for some recommendations on places to go in Vegas. And one of the great things about having met Christy and having discovered the Spicy Eyes podcast is I'm starting to learn more and more about the off-strip dining options in Vegas and what chefs are up to who may have started out on the strip but have migrated off when they've decided to open their own restaurants. And as you'll hear, Christy's got some really good recommendations for places in Chinatown in Vegas, where I haven't been yet, but it's definitely now in my to-do list for the next trip. Okay, so let's go now. This is at Ada's Restaurant in Tivoli Village in Summerlin on a Sunday morning. Here's my talk with Christy Totten of the Spicy Eyes podcast. I'm here with my new Vegas friend, Christy Totten. This is so exciting. We've had uh, two meetups over two days. And so first, Christy, thank you for setting up um, interviews and introducing me to more people in the Vegas food scene. This has been a lot of fun. Sure, yeah, no, it's been my pleasure. Super nice to meet you in person, too. It's been a lot of fun. You, Doug, as well. Yes, <laughs> yes we've got my uh, audio uh, editor and roadie, Doug, here as well. Also manager, also and photographer. <laughs> he wears many hats yeah. for very few paychecks. <laughs> so... Christy, because I've introduced a little bit the Spicy Eyes podcast on my podcast, but I would love my listeners to know more about it direct from the source, or one of the two sources. Sonia wasn't able to join us today, but um, please tell us, what what is Spicy Eyes all about? Sure. So Spicy Eyes is a Las Vegas-based podcast. We're all about food and culture in Las Vegas. I make it with Sonia Swanson. Uh, She's a freelance food journalist who has a bunch of impressive bylines uh, covering food for like New York Times, LA Times, Esquire. She's really incredible, but... You know, we're both from here, more or less. We both moved here uh, around the time of high school. And we both love Las Vegas, you know? It's such a super diverse place, and we just felt like there are a lot of stories not being told, you know? And food is, like, so often this entry into experiencing another culture, learning about another culture. So we've just started to dig into that. We have, like, four episodes so far. You can find it at spicyicepod.com. There's my plug. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and for sure, I'll put a link there. But maybe we can talk about... Um, uh, your last episode, which I found really interesting because it had, of course, a connection to food, cupcakes, but also um, a connection to other cultural issues uh, here in Vegas, which, of course, are uh, cultural issues we see all over. But So I'm going to say more about it. Please describe that episode for us. Okay, sure. So there's an organization uh, based here in Las Vegas called the Cupcake Girls, and they basically use cupcakes to try to reach sex workers and give them resources they might need, whether that's like you know, medical, help paying their bills. Uh, they have a long list of services or just people they, you know, other organizations they connect the sex workers to. So, you know, we did a short feature on them and we also kind of explored 
um, like the symbolism behind food, you know, and how food can be like be gendered, which is kind of surprising. Cupcakes are definitely seen as this female thing. Baking is, in general, right, seen as this female thing, especially when it's done in the home. Uh, we talked a little bit about that and a little bit about Vegas's reputation. You know, I think we're thought of as very sexy, but when it comes down to it, I think we, we're probably pretty tame, you know. Um, so, yeah, we discussed that. I mean, typically we talk about cultures, like we've done Hawaiian, we've done Thai, we did eating halal, which is, <clears throat> excuse me, the Muslim food tradition. Um, so this was a little different for us, but, yeah, I mean, it's just fascinating that they're, you know, they're, they're bringing cupcakes into strip clubs and, and legal brothels here in Nevada, offering them to these women as uh, yeah, a way to engage them and start a conversation. Wonderful. Can you talk a little bit about, because we're sitting right now in Tivoli Village, which is, I think we're in Summerlin? That, or, yeah, or close to yeah, Summerlin? Yeah. Okay, uh -huh. so a bit southwest of the Strip, is that right? Uh, north, no, we're northwest. Yes, right. Northwest. Okay, we were southwest yesterday. Yes, okay. now we're northwest. Northwest today. And we're at Ada's uh, Kitchen, which is owned and operated by James Trees of Esther's. Um, and I know he's got a background cooking in some of the fancy places on the Strip. But it seems to me that I'm seeing or hearing about more and more about chefs who are leaving the corporate environment, leaving the strip environment, and opening these really cool places a little further afield. Is that, it seems to me, and please tell us, is that an explosion that's happening, or are we at the start of a boom, do you think? It definitely is happening, and it's really exciting, you know, to have sort of upscale food options, interesting food options off the strip that are really, you know, part of these chefs' visions. So it is, I, I would say, like in the last couple of years it's been happening. He's a great example. Jamie Tran of Black Sheep, who we talked to, is another great example. Um, you know, Other Mama is sort of a seafood restaurant sort of near my house, which has a great reputation. Um, I, I, I don't know, Chef Dan Cromer, I believe is his last name. I'm not sure if he came from the strip. But again, just like a very accomplished, you know, talented chef. So, I, yeah, I do, I do kind of think it's a movement. Uh, I talked to James a little bit about it. I think they were just tired of the constraints. They really wanted to make something that was like of their own vision. And, you know, after years of working, sort of established that reputation. And, you know, we're just able to make it happen. Right, right. Okay, so uh, quick tips for my listeners, uh, who I think are people like me who generally, there are a few in Vegas, but mostly we're from outside of Las Vegas. So can you pick a few hot spots, favorite spots, could be on strip, off strip, food related. Mm -hmm. Please give me one or two or three. Okay. You know, the thing I always tell people, so Raku is like a higher-end Japanese restaurant that's in Chinatown, which is on Spring Mountain Road. Uh, really incredible if you have a little extra money to spend. I mean, even if you don't, I think you can do it pretty affordably by sitting at the bar. Um, you know, they, it's like a Japanese grill. They also have some sushi. Uh, it's a real mix, but it's, it's pretty traditional, seeming to me at least. But in that shopping center are a bunch of amazing things. So Raku also has a dessert uh, restaurant called Raku Sweets, and you can watch these dessert chefs like craft these just beautiful intricate um, desserts right in front of you so you know there's definitely performance to it and it's, it's not very expensive actually um, that's a fun thing to do but in that shopping center there are a ton of options um, Manta a, a ramen place there's a Japanese curry place there's um, what, is it, what is it called Nakamura-ya which is like Japanese Italian fusion there's Big Wong which is like very inexpensive but good Chinese food you know nothing there costs more than maybe ten dollars um, so that's where I send people I'm like look if you go to the shopping center honestly go in any door you see they have like a, you know sort of Taiwanese shaved ice 
Um, you can go anywhere in that shopping center and have a good experience. But also Chinatown in general. I would I would like encourage more people to explore Chinatown. I haven't been there yet. How? Where? Where is it? If you can associate it to the places I know, which are basically the Strip and downtown. Yeah. So uh, Spring Mountain and 15 is where it starts. The casinos. You know, that's where the fashion show mall is. That's where Treasure Island is. But if you go west on Spring Mountain. Um, it's, you know, a road, I don't know, maybe it's like three or four miles. It's all in strip malls, um, but there are just hundreds of restaurants, you know, karaoke, uh, various shops there. But it's, it's really, really incredible food. Okay, I'm going to check it out. Christy, thanks so much. It's yeah. uh, been wonderful to meet you, and please come to Vancouver. Doug will pick you up at the airport. Okay, sounds good. It's a deal. Also the butler or the chauffeur. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, super nice to meet you. Thanks. So there you go, some great places to check out on your next trip to Las Vegas. I'm definitely going to try to make it to Chinatown the next time I'm in Vegas. I'm also hoping to meet Sonia on my next trip, the other half of the Spicy Eyes podcast. But in any case, you can meet both Christy and Sonia by checking out Spicy Eyes, spicyeyespod.com, or find them wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, that is it for today's short snack episode. I'll be back in a week with the full Vegas interview episode featuring chef jamie tran and that interview is one that i did with christy it was a delight to work with her in interviewing chef jamie and that will be coming up next time on the chef demoni podcast in the meantime please take a moment to rate the show give it a star rating and if you'd like uh, to take the time to write a review i would really appreciate it you can do that wherever you listen to the podcast whether that's on itunes or one of the other podcast apps And as always, I love to hear from you. So if you've got a comment or a question for the show, or if there's a lawyer or a chef that you'd think would make a great guest, please just reach out to me. You can message me on Facebook or Instagram, or just send me an email to graham at chefdemoni.com. All right, thanks for joining me for this pre-Vegas snack episode, and I'll see you in a week for the full Vegas episode right here on Chef Demoni.